Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's poppin', my niggas? PSA motherfucking hip-hop, man. If y'all don't know what this show is, it's PSA hip-hop, man. Watson, what's good? You. Hold on, nigga, I can't hear you. Hold on, my nigga, meet you. on Put you back on. Watson, what's good? You. I can't hear this nigga, bro. Damn, I can't hear you, my dude, if you're talking. Yo. You hear? Hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. Watson. Yo. Can I hear this nigga? Oh, he's on the dash. Are you on the dashboard? Your number's on the dashboard, but I can't hear you, brother. Yo, call back. Call back this show and see if I can get you back in. I don't care. I can't hear you, bro. I see your number on here, but I don't hear you, fam, at all. Let me try it again. Hold on. Watson. My nigga, call back. Just hang up and call back. Blog talk do be on some bullshit sometimes. Just call back. Because I can't hear you. I just see your number on the dashboard, but I can't hear you. Here.
back on live. You already know what it is, man. This is PSA motherfucking hip-hop. Watching was good. A salute, brother. What's good? Shit, let's get right into this, man. Conway the Machine has dropped his project. It seems like these Griselda boys has had one hell of a year, first off, watched ever 2018. Um, me and you have really supported their movement and supported any project they dropped. Even even if it's projects that we didn't talk about thoroughly on the show, we still talk about it, whether it's in a one-on-one conversation, man. But Conway just dropped everything. is food part two. It came on the low. There was no promo for this. Um, in fact, he dropped this, what, a week and a half or two weeks after Benny's Tanner Talk 3? First, before we get into the project, are you shocked that he dropped his shit right after the success of how everybody's going through Tanner Talk 3? And was no. it a good move to drop it after Tanner Talk 3? Yeah, it was a good move, and I'm not shocked. People who are fans of the Griselda movement, like true fans, got it. Everybody I know who fucks with Griselda, deals with Griselda, likes their music. As soon as I went and told people, yo, you know Conway got a new joint. What? What? Where's it at? No, let me get it. Like, it, right. it, was, it was instant. So no one had an issue with the way he dropped it. They're happy because they like the movement. Mm. Um, so everything is food part two, man. Um, first, when, when you look at the track listings and before we get into the meats and potatoes of the songs, no damage on here. Your thoughts? I have I have no thoughts whatsoever. None. I, I, Derringer wasn't missed. The chemistry man was on the boards for this. And I really liked the chemistry between him and the chemistry man. And when I say the chemistry man, I'm talking about Alchemist Brothers. I'm he talking about two Alchemist. songs. He did two songs. He did two songs out of what, eight, nine. But um, I had no problem that Derringer wasn't on this. I did not, I did not look at it like, oh, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I was just going to sound. Nah, I'm, I'm not going to say I had a problem with it, but I do love hearing Derringer just getting one one beat pop off on this album. I just like to hear a Derringer beat, man. One of my favorite producers of, of the last couple of years, man. But let's get right I into would, these songs, I, man. Hold on, mm-hmm. Let me say, you're a, you're a bigger Derringer fan than I am. Like a, a much bigger Derringer fan. Um, the reason why I think most of us like Griselda is because of the Derringer sound. He is the in-house producer, my nigga. So, it's I, like, I, listen, so let me say this. I'm not taking anything away from Derringer's beats because I like them, but I'm not into his beats the way you are. Like, for example, like um, the way I was introduced to Griselda dudes, they used to come up to radio stations and freestyle over classic beats. Yeah, of course. Definitely. So, That's how we so got. I yeah. identified to them as ill rhyme spitters. It just so happened they had a great in-house producer, but I identified with their story, their pain raps, their Thanks. raw lyricism. So that, that's what attracted me. All right, let's get right into these songs, Watson. Um, Fentanyl, produced by with Gravy Matter. Um, one of the joints on the project that I really fuck with heavy, man. I think the beat is mad crazy. Uh, what did Conway say? Rappers are pussy. They won't dare try us. Do you feel that Griselda? Because they always seem like they're always saying other ways. To me, here's the thing, Watson. It seems, and I told Benny this when I interviewed him, it feels like they're looking for somebody to talk greasy about them. But we're not really in this era of where rappers be getting other rappers, especially the underground scene more than the mainstream. You know, mainstream niggas will take shots here and there. But the underground rappers, do you think they're just saying that because that's the MC in them? Or they really feel niggas be, you know, trying to take shots at them? No, that's the, that's, that's the MC in them. Because all all the legendary vets like them and fuck with them. Like when you were interviewing Benny, you asked him, "Yo, who do you want to work with? You work with?" He's like, "Yo, I worked, I worked with the locks. I worked with like the people I've, I've always wanted to work with." You know what I'm saying? So they not. That's just that's just hip hop one on one. When you rap, you let niggas know y'all can't fuck with us. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's in it's in a particular click of MCs that they're looking at. Like, yo, them good right. music niggas can't fuck with us. I, I just think, you know, that's just how you rap. We the nicest we the nicest niggas out and we not getting the mainstream respect we deserve from quote unquote hip hop outlets, so we gonna talk our shit. My brother talking about Fentanyl though, we talk about that particular joint. I like how he for the first joint, if you're on the album, I'm fucking with it. Dope, dope uh dope set off track. 
You know what I'm saying? The the one thing I like about this album is that, in my opinion, there's no skips. It's a smooth, solid playthrough. Nine um, fire songs. Next song, two two four Mayblock. Love that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's some shit in Buffalo. <laughs> some some streets in Buffalo. Cause yeah. What was, what was the other song that we talked about on Benny's album? He was talking about his city, um, a particular um, part in Buffalo also. So I think Rizelda right now is giving us their block. Montana Ave. We always hear Benny talk about Montana Ave. That's where he's from and all that. Um, two two four Mayblock produced by Alchemist. Chemistry man. I, I would say I, I would say this. I've heard better beats from Alchemist. I'm knocking them at all. Um, I think this it, it gave me like an old Fifty Cent feel kind of joint. It had like a G unit feel to me when I listen to this song. You got the jail talk, um, the celly talk, doing dips, music type shit. I did yeah. like Conway's second verse though when he's talking about the seventeen year old kid and all that. Um, he said rappers come to my city, do they show with their chain tucked and all that. Uh, talk to me, man. I two, love two, four Mayblock. I, I love I love two two four Mayblock. I I love the the grimy talk he was saying. I love the way he was painting that picture. Um, I really enjoyed this, and this is what I like so much. I'm thinking, man, this is dope. I'm I'm hoping the momentum remains, and the the momentum remains. So so far, two for two. Um, next song, Painkillers, produced by Ral Duke. A lot of new producers that we never heard before. That even on um, Benny's project, not Tanner Talk Three. I think it was a friend of ours. He introduced us to a lot of um, other producers also. And like you said earlier, they he Benny wasn't depending on Damager Beats on that particular project, and also Connery wasn't depending on Damager Beats on this on this particular project. Also, obviously branching out to other producers and all that. Um, we said, I don't respect niggas' jaws. I break them. I don't buy chains. I take them. Um, he spoke about Mayblock. You know, he did in the two. He, he talked about Mayblock like he did in um two two four Mayblock song. You I know, like talking about his blocks in Buffalo and all that. I like what he said. Fuck the billboards. I'm selling crack on number two in sales. You know, only you know, problem I have watch before you go in. The only problem I have with that brother is the song is only one fifty, my dude. I wish it was longer. Okay, I pause. Um, pause. I really, <laughs> yo, yo. If that's the criticism, you wish it was uh, the no criticism. Had, okay, well, I'll just say this. I agree with you. I like the way he was talking. I really like this song. Um, I, for every reason you said, you know what I'm saying? The Billboard talk. I'm still crazy. Yo, I, I, I like the braggadocious rawness to this, so, to this. Hot 16, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I rock with this. I, like, I really like this. So, so far, three for three. And, and let's be real. We've heard rappers do songs before where they give us songs with Buck 50 or, like, you know what I'm saying? They just rap a couple of 16, give us a quick 16 and keep it moving to the next joint. So we're used to seeing I, joints like this. I, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you examples. Uh, Common had a song called Hungry. Mm. One verse, it was fire. One verse, like you can spit fire. One verse songs. Uh, I don't yes. So I like this joint. Now, let's go to the next song. Uh, track four, "Hide the Body," featuring Benny the Butcher. The Butcher coming, nigga. Produced by DJ Skis. One thing about Conway, man, the beats he used to rap on Watson. These beats be sounding some spooky, mixed in with some old horror feel, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think it's time for Benny and Conway to do a joint together. Watson, a, a group effort of 10 joints, 11 joints together. I know Benny and 38 Special, and they stabbed and shot type of feel right now. But what do you feel about Conway and Benny linking up to do a project for the streets? Just that too? I think Conway and Benny have some of the greatest chemistry in hip-hop right now. If you just look at, take all the Griselda albums that you have, and you take every song that Benny and Conway are on right now, and you just put them all together, you will have a fire album. I think they bring the best out of each other. I think they feed off of each other. I like the approach on this song, because at first I was like, wait a minute, is that Benny? Because 
you you heard the voice change, but it was flowing in one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Almost like almost they, like Jada Styles, almost like Smith and Wesson back in the day. Right, right, and that's, it's not almost. That's what they did. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's they didn't it almost. Is. They did it, and it was fire. And and let me tell you what I really loved about it. This is coming after all seventy or for Tanner Talk Three. So after me loving that song, and I'm like, woohoo, that's fucking yeah. fire. And then hearing this, I'm just like, my man, this is the chemistry that Benny has with street feel rappers, real talk, raw spitters, is great. The guy, the guy's very diverse in the fact that he can just sound great with other MCs. You know, Stabbing Shot is is, is going to be on our. That's uh, listen. I say this, love Benny and th- love Benny and Conway, man. Obviously, they family. They come into the game together. But 38 special and Benny, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love their back and forth, my nigga. But this song reminds me of um, Beans and Scarface when they did Mac and Brad on um, Beans' album and shit. And, like, we talked about the back and forth, obviously. Love this shit, man. Um, Benny said, you know I'm good out in Yonkers with Looch. I love the name yeah. drop. I love the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah, Sheik yeah, and Benny yeah, chilling yeah. together. I just yeah. like to hear that, my nigga. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, talk yeah. to me, man. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the same thing I felt like. We like we already loving the song, but if that's just a hip-hop thing, you know, right. we have to say that. Like when 50 was like, I'm the hardest from New York, the rest live in Yonkers. Come from Yonkers, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. We felt that because it's yeah. like the last right. to us. And when we hear other street dudes like kick that real street shit, and you hear them, you know what I'm saying? Give that shout. Like, yeah. So I, I, I rock with it. I rock with it. Like, put the he said Luch, though. He didn't even say Styles and Kiss. And he does song with Styles and Kiss. But he said Luch, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And I, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like that. This is, I love this song. Let me just say that. A lot. Mm. Um, next song, Cocaine Paid, produced by... Bephix, I think, M-E-P-H-O-X. Another producer I never heard of, Watson. Um, this song reminds me of early Conway. If you go back and Watson talk about it early, how we got introduced to Griselda off the freestyles of Sway in the Morning, Static Selector and all that. And it, it, it forces you to go back to the, to the earlier projects before we heard those freestyles and shit. And I felt Watson, this song gave me an old Conway feel when I go back to listen to his old projects and all that. Um, when he said Conway number private, now you can't reach him and all that. And obviously the hook is self-explanatory, my brother. Cocaine paid my mama bills. Kind of self-explanatory. His flow sounded like more of today's flow, just with better lyrics. I'm just going off his flow today. You know what I'm saying? But the lyrics were there, though. Talk to me, man. Cocaine paid, my G. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. When he was like, my phone private, the first thing I thought of on, on Big's album, Big was like, come on the ab. I'm very hard to find now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that talk. You know, my home's in unfamiliar places. You know, when you when you talking like, okay, I'm on my come up now. But, you know, the money I make, pay my mama bills. Yeah, I like I like the hook, man. Like, I, I like this thing. Like, I'm telling you, yo, uh, five for five? Five for five right now so far. Um, Next song, G Money on the Roof. Obviously, a spinoff to New Jack City. G Money, if you know what you're going to know what G Money is. Obviously, it's a spinoff in New Jack City, uh, featuring his man Flea, produced again by Gravy Matter, who's on the second track he did on here. Um, snitching on your man's talk. Why you not go check it on the Brodies? Felt like a loyalty talk. Niggas switching up on me. Niggas switching up on you. Niggas having pussy in the eyes. Listen, I never heard of his man Flea Lord before, but his verse was okay. He, he did sound like a new nigga to me, like a person that's just starting. Like, I like El Camino. I like Crime Apple. West Side Gun did a joint with Crime Apple and all that. He didn't really give me that feel like those brothers when I listened to them. But talk to me, man. Okay. Now, money on the roof. Tell, tell the people what I said to you when I called you about this song. What you were ecstatic over this. You, were, you asked me, yo, who that nigga right there, son? I think get that feel like you did, brother. I didn't sit there saying, like, wow. Like, when Crime Apple was on West Side Gun's album, Crime Apple first gave me that feel, my nigga. I didn't really get that feel from, from, from his mans like that. But talk to me, man. Talk to the people. 
Uh, you know I like this song. I love hearing joints with dudes that I'm not really familiar with. And, come, and you know what's crazy? I have Lee Lord's music. I just haven't listened to it. But I have it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I like... It's I, almost I like equivalent it. like Crumb Snatcher. When Crumb Snatcher was on um, Gangst Guru's album, A Moment of Truth. Like, Crumb Snatcher's verse was fucking phenomenal. A lot of people wasn't up on Crumb Snatcher at that particular time. And he stole this show. I didn't feel like his man stole the show with his verse. Okay, so, so let me tell you. So Flea Lord has a um he has an album out called I Want Out. And I have right. I haven't I haven't listened to it. He got a joint with Benny called Some Gotta Give. So they do mess with him. He got joints with Tony Mossberg, he got joint with Big Twin. So I know I have his music. I just didn't listen to it. So I'm going I'm gonna say that that's my fault for not listening to his music and it's on my out it's on my phone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I like I, I like this joint. And you know I called you. I was like, yo, this man was Yeah, you was real hyped for this joint, my nigga. You was real <laughs> turned up for this. You know, you know what I, mean? I, I was feeling it. So this song, uh uh G Mon and Noof. Before this, the skit on here is a fire skit. We didn't highlight that. That skit is from the wire. And that was the skit when Avon was talking to Stringer Bell. Stringer Bell, yeah, Stringer Bell were fact. The Stringer was trying to go corporate and 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 Avon was like, nah, we need streets. Ain't nothing taking me from the block. So I thought that was a fire. Like that, that was a fire skit to put on there. You know what I mean? Like to show you how street like and highlighted Griselda's the streets. You know, right. locks in the streets. That skit highlighted. My nigga, what you mean corporate pop blocks? We don't pop blocks, we take blocks. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that's the approach I feel Griselda's doing with hip hop in 2018, especially since hip hop media in 2018 is to the party and still Very has late. no idea what's going on. Um, Next song, Overdose, produced by the Alchemist Watson. I love these songs where the lyrics are basically taking over the beat. Because I don't think the beat was that crazy. It's just more of Conway just... You're going to listen more of his lyrics, which you should do with every song, obviously. But this his lyrics really take over this beat. Um, I like this song, man, Overdose, man. Talk to me, man. This is a dope song, and, and it's, it reminds me of when, like I told you this off air, Nas's lyrics overpower Echo. Because I want people, because yes. if people don't know Agreed. what you're talking about, if you hear how Nas is just, and where the beat gets out of Nas's way, but you hear it, but you the standout is Nas's lyrics. That's how it is on this song. The, I hear the beat, but Carl is flowing his ass, flowing, rapping. Yes, you know, is. the rapidly, rapidly rap that, that is being discredited in hip hop right now for some strange reason. Carl <laughs> doing it. Always doing that on there, and I and I like it. Um, one of my favorite songs on here, "Proud of Me." This is a dope ass song. One of my favorite songs on here, Watson. Introspective Conway. Not saying he's not giving us introspective before, but this was very the very introspective by Conway. Introspective yes. versus ever, nigga. my nigga. You, my nigga. Who? You know how much the comment to me, my nigga. Like, niggas told me I was gassing that song up. Niggas was telling me I was gassing that song up for a hot minute. The cow, listen, man, I'm not going to go into I'm going to stick to proud of me, but I just got to say, the cow is one of the best verses I've heard in a long time because we know this, we know Conway's story. So knowing his story, then me and you chopping it up with with him and shit is a different feel. But it seemed like he was talking to one of his mans. You know, I think a lot of people can actually relate to a lot of the lyrics he was saying. You know, I wish Conway, I wish you do an actual visual for this particular song. A lot of quotes on this song, Watson. Um, even talking about his baby moms, how she's saying, you know, he, how Conway was saying, you talk down to me in front of my son and all that, and talking about you 31 and you should quit rapping and all that. So, man, I really love this song, my nigga. One of my favorite songs on this album. You know you know how much I relate to that. I, I, I relate to the drama. Yes, I relate to, yes. I relate to the yes. fact that I relate to the fact that something that's unspoken about being a rapper in hip-hop, it's never taken seriously until you make it and you see financial reward from it. But when you tell people 
yeah, my man, he a rapper. He trying to do it. And he's like 31. People yes. look at you like, what? Like, they look yeah. at you like, you fucking with a nigga who, he going to let him it, It's funny. <laughs> to, to, to piggyback on what you're saying, it's funny because I was watching Queens Flip, and I'm only saying this because what you're saying now. When Shay Davis was on there, it's kind of the same thing what you're saying and what Connie was talking about in that particular line is the same thing Shay Davis was saying in Queens Flip when he had his baby moms on there. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying on that. Right, so that's why. So to me, that you feel that introspective aspect of it. And remember, when Conway talking this introspective shit, it's real shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a different kind of introspection. Mm-hmm. So I and, and I like the soulful beat on this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, very and soulful. What yeah. I liked about it was it was it, it just switched it up because I wasn't expecting it, and I was like, oh, I like this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I yo, I, I really I really enjoyed this song just like you did. Um, next song, Peace of My Heart. It gave me, that beat kind of gave me like a heat maker's feel with that soulful feel and that sample and shit. That sample was dope as fuck. You know what I mean? And you know Khan is always going to salute Machine Gun, who was part of the Griselda uh, movement. He wasn't a rapper. I think he was just, they, they family members and his mans and shit and all that. Um, when he said, I got my deal and niggas ain't, ain't saluting all that. Um, dope song, my nigga. Fire song, man. Talk to me, man. Peace of My Heart. Uh, dope, dope song, fire song. It ended, it ended this album off lovely, and it ended the album off lovely. Where, um, let me ask you this: Does this album? Do we consider this album in contention for 2018? Like, or did it come out too late? Came out too late, I think, bro. So you think it came out too late for yeah. for, for for 2018? So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about Meek? Did Meek come out too late? Good question. I don't know how a lot of people are gonna feel about that. That's a good question. So, because the the thing about this is, is I like this project and I will be playing this well into next year. There's no question <clears> about it. For example, <laughs> I still play Benny and Friends and Stabby Shot. You know what I'm saying? And we in December. You know what I mean? Um. So to me, I thought this was a dope project, man. I really liked it. Let me give you my 1990s source Mike rating. Talk to me. First listen, easy four mics. Four mics means slamming, definite satisfaction. That's what four mics means on the original source Mike scale. Mm. So yeah. So so I, I really I really enjoyed this project. I thought it was no skippable track. It's a straight playthrough and. You know, coming off a of Tanner Talk three, and then you get this project. I'm loving with them Griselda boys is contributing to hip hop. Um, I'm gonna go three and a half. I'm gonna go three and a half. Um, I like that project a lot. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I, I gotta say, I like everything is food part one a little better, Watson. But overall, I like the project though. I liked it. Okay. Um, let's go ahead, man. You hit me up and said, three, you need to watch Rap Genius with Hovane. And and listen, um, Charlemagne, the only Hove we acknowledge is Jay-Z. So relax, I'm calling Hovane Hove, my nigga. Neither here nor there. But they had a wrap-up show with Hovane. Obviously, Rob Markman is the mediator. That's because that's his channel, the Rap Radar shit. Um, B-Dots, the only B-Dot we acknowledge is the Battle Rapper. And Charlemagne the God, Leonard. Um, Talk to me, man. How did you feel about the panel, first off, of those four representatives representing 2018 for the Hip Hop Conversation? Are they credible, in your opinion? They're extremely credible, and that's what made it so tragic and sad to watch you had Rap Genius is a very credible site. Everybody goes there because you want to get the lyrics to your favorite song and you want to read them. So it's a go-to site for hip-hop heads. Um, B-Dot is connected to the greatest uh, connection to mainstream artists in streaming. So yes. With title, with connections to Hove and Will Smith. Like, he, he's really getting phenomenal uh, people cosine. in the industry. No, not cosine. He just has access 
to phenomenal people in the industry. Well, that does help Elliot Wilson. Elliot Wilson also, before we go there, that does a lot, has, a lot, has a lot to do with Elliot Wilson. Though. One of the things he was saying on the wrap-up show was that, oh, yeah, the most hated on Twitter. And, you know, the question you need to ask yourself is, why are you the most hated on Twitter? Well, I think, wait, before you go there, I think a lot of niggas like being hated. You can see Ebro. I think Ebro runs with that shit, old man Ebro and hated. Like, niggas love, like, it's funny. It's, it's niggas, we're in the era right now where it's cool to be hated. Niggas could be hated on, and niggas, the person that's getting hated on, they actually, they actually like it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Which so I don't agree with, but just an arrow, but whatever. Then you have Hovane. Troy mm-hmm. um, ex-manager. And he manages a lot of artists. Snosky. He, he really um, feels, he really feels, he knows hip-hop. He yeah, really Hovane, feels yeah. Yeah, My man, do, do you know? <laughs> you know, man. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If, niggas, if you're a manager, right? You do have to know a little bit of hip hop, right? To be a hip hop manager, because let's, let's look at niggas like who did we shit on earlier this year? We got that talk boy, Wayno, 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 right, Wayno. right, right. So niggas stripes, I guess, to hip hop artists, these niggas are respected. You know what I mean? So yeah, so here is where I feel it was it was sad because you know usually, so for, for example. When we want hip-hop, right, where do we go? We go to hip-hop outlets, right? What's so sad about what's going on in hip-hop media is when you go to hip-hop outlets to, like, hear hip-hop talk, it's no different from listening to Zane 1 on Beats 1, Zane Low, going to MTV. Wait, wait, or going going to MTV, a VH1. Like, they're not talking about anything different. I mean, guys, if you want to talk about Travis Scott, who had the number one album in the country, second to Drake, who had one of the biggest tours, if you're going to talk mm. about him, if you're going to talk about the Carter's album, Everything is Love, where Jay-Z and Beyonce went on his worldwide tour, sold out stadium, if that is what y'all are highlighting... Yo, my nigga, why is everybody bigging that album up, my nigga? I'm sorry, for hip-hop especially. That's the thing. And not only that, on the show, Bob Markman defended it like, but it was kind of slept on. Came out, but it was slept on. But every time I looked up, they were selling out arenas. And then he, he when stop. he, Bob Markman, they gonna sell out arenas because of Jay Z and Beyonce. Because they name alone, bro. Jay Z and Beyonce, Jay Z and Beyonce, can do a tour off of music that they have, off of their stuff from ten years ago. It doesn't matter what they do. If they say they want to tour for the rest of their life, they got damn near 25 years of hip to do. Another thing, so when they these, so so this is what really threw me off. So these guys are all, they all have hip-hop clout and credibility based on their positions in hip-hop media. But let me ask so, you a question. Is it mainstream hip-hop or underground hip-hop that you and I discussed? Yeah, me and you reviewed Cardi B's album. Yeah, you and I reviewed Miko's album. Miko, yeah, we reviewed Drake, Lil Wayne's album. Drake. Drake. We reviewed Drake. So, you know, yeah, we've done mainstream now, hip-hop. Now, me, if we thought, and guess what, and we reviewed Pusha T's album too, right? Facts. Right. Nas. Right. So, we reviewed Benny. his album. So, let me, make, let me make a statement. This is not anti-mainstream, anti-commercial, anti-success. Let me give you guys, since I am the hip-hop historian, let me give you guys some perspective. In 1997, sorry, B Dot, because you said 1998 was the transformational year of hip hop. You were too young, so you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, B Dot. But let me give an example. In 1998, two of the biggest selling commercial albums of that year were in my heavy rotation. It was the album called Wu Tang Forever. That's a fun album. It was number one on Billboard. They did arenas, they sold out, and it was an Classic. album called Life After Death. Commercial successful, everybody played it. Radio, it was commercial. Wait, but Wu-Tang, hold on, but Wu-Tang Forever, they come out '97 though. What happened? Well, they came out '97 though. Yes, well, I'm, I'm talking about the year '97. Oh, I'm thinking about '98 because okay, my bad. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. No, so so the point I'm trying to make is commercial mainstream album does not disqualify you from being on top ten list or top five list or being dope. What's the what's one of our favorite albums? In hip hop history, 
Get Rich or Die Trying. In 2003, Get Rich or Die sold more than Classic. every album to come out. Mm-hmm. So being commercially successful, being mainstream, does not disqualify you. Y'all are representing hip-hop. Like, rap, it's called Rap Genius. Rap Radar. It's called Rap Radar. Why, Markman, you talking about, yo, people sleeping on that Travis Scott, man. You know, uh, he sells out arenas. And because he sells out arenas, man, it makes how it they doing? Wait a minute. I'm confused. How are they sleeping on Travis Scott if he's selling mad records? How are they sleeping on him if he's selling units? That don't make no fucking sense. How could he be slept on if he's selling records? Do you understand? That don't make no the fucking reason? sense. Do you understand if we ever sat on a platform with these guys, right? And they were giving their list. And we just listened to them. And then we started asking them about different – you know what really bothered me about this? Everybody thinks because they say push a key that they're really saying something. Yes, some, that's some a fact. Real that's, a, that's real. Thing. You know what? Niggas do be throwing that push a key. Not saying it's not warranted. You got to go push in there. But to me, there is some funny style shit behind niggas saying that. They feel they got to pull that as a go-to car to show niggas that they true hip-hop. You know what I mean? Because they, they damn sure are talking about other albums and shit. Even though Charlamagne did talk, and I know you're not big on this album, but I do agree with Charlamagne about this album being one of the best albums this year. I know you don't co-sign that, but I do agree with that, though. Okay. Um, okay, so let me listen to Charlamagne. So here's another thing. So when these guys talked about these albums, right, they would not go into specific songs, songs that songs that stood out to them that was so great to make these albums great. So, for example, when you have a great album that you want to talk about, there are multiple songs on that album that you can dissect and get into. And they didn't do that with nothing. Charlamagne was talking in such generalization. At this point, do we even want to hear Charlamagne talk about rap? At all? Not me. Not me. Not me. For me, though. Charlamagne, this ain't us hating on you, my nigga. I just don't I don't look for you for hip hop talk really to be honest. I really don't. I just don't. Now, 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 you've not a nigga, the- not a nigga who who hasn't even listened, who doesn't know who Benny is. Like that was kind of weird to me. And I'm not saying you have to know who Benny is, but you're in New York City and you're supposed to be one of the large markets in hip hop, and you don't even. It's just weird to me. And Royce so is on there. You act like you know nothing about Royce's catalog. I don't know, man. I don't know. No, so so it even gets worse. He ran the same story. So whole thing. Keep saying, yo, I want to talk about Supreme Blind Tail West Side Gun. Now, when he said that, the panel, they all high-fived themselves like, oh, yeah, we really talk about some underground stuff. Nobody know about what we're talking about. Like, you can see that they all around like, yeah, we really putting the audience on. And I'm like, what? And then Charlemagne does his go-to move. Yo, my papa told me about them. He did it again. Yo, my barber told me about them. He said they hard. They do some street shit. I've been hearing about them. So, peep game. From the time you said that on your show in the Breakfast Club, like last week, you still haven't listened to them. He just exposed. He still has not listened to them. What makes it worse is y'all on this panel, and y'all talk about West Side Gun, Supreme Blind Tail, and y'all talk about Benny or Conway. Yeah, that's, that, yeah. That makes yeah. no listen, sense. I love, I, listen, I reviewed West Side Guns' album, but if you're going to talk West Side Guns' album, you got to throw Benny in there. I mean, I, listen, at the end of the day, we should be happy that they're talking Griselda because you and I and the rest of people who fuck with Conway, Benny, and the whole Griselda movement been hitting these niggas on Twitter for how many months? Like, yo, my niggas, how long did it take you to get West Side Gun on that show? You know what I'm saying? So it's like now they feel that oh, we're not the cool table, and we now we know our underground. Like, you know what I'm saying? It took him a while, though. It took, it took him a while to jump on board. And to me, at this point, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to call this underground now because they was bubbling like this last year in 2017. Right, right. Remember the summer? You would be like, mm-hmm. yo, man, Benny, Benny, Benny. Like, that was last year. We went through yeah, a whole right. Last year, this time. Last year, this time, my nigga, we was on it. Come on, son. Let's just keep it a stack. A whole year where they all dropped, where they took the streets. They mm-hmm. took the streets of hip-hop. And these hip-hop media platforms are like, huh? 
Yo, Pusha T, yo, Push, it was only seven songs, but you know, and they really just hop out like they said, yo, Pusha T is a mainstream artist. He has been mainstream for years. Pharrell produced these dudes. Wait, wait, hold on. You put Push in the mainstream category? Of a hundred? Nah, this is why we disagree. I don't look at Pusha T as an underground artist, man. You talk drug talk. You don't get fucking radio spin like that. Is radio That's playing not, songs off fucking uh, no. Daytona? No, 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 no. That's not how I'm saying it. I'm saying in terms of Pusha T, if you know Kanye West, you know who Pusha T is. You just, you just know. You can't not know who he is. If you know Pharrell, the two biggest goddamn producers of the last 20 years are heavily affiliated with Pusha T. You know how fucking the clips are? Because no doubt. Pharrell was like, yo, I got this group from Virginia coming out. And I'm and he put his brand as the number one producer in hip-hop behind them. No. You, yo, there's a difference between underground and real underground. Unreal underground. Pusha That's a fact. That's a fact. Pusha T was the first good music. So, well, let's break down. Hold on. Let's do underground, real underground talk. Give us, let's, let's, let's give niggas artists that we consider real underground. Sky Zoo? Elzai, Fonte. Okay, perfect. Skazoo, perfect. Skazoo puts out. Skazoo, Torre. You know Torre. Torre, Torre. Torre. Of course, Skazoo and Torre work together also, definitely. Yeah, okay, definitely. you're a Dubai album. Like, that's underground. And you know what's crazy about that? You know what's crazy about that? Elzai put out the Jericho Jackson album this year. Another yeah. And me and you, me and you fuck with Elzai. Me and you fuck with Elzai heavy, so. Body. Hard body. That's true underground. And, and what's the thirty eight special? Thirty eight special. Thirty eight special is an underground champion. Thirty eight special is an underground champion because people know about him, but it's underground meaning. Yes. He's highly slept on, but known about. Niggas, hold on. Niggas, fuck. And I know you've seen the comments also. A lot of niggas fuck a rock Marciano heavy. Hard body. He's underground. And here's another thing. These quote-unquote hip-hop shows, they don't even mention these dudes. These dudes nope. all dropped the projects this year. They mean like, nothing to these niggas. And to me, it's like, how is it? Like, what part of the hip-hop is this? Hip-hop right now is the number one selling music. It's the mainstream music. Oh, my God. Y'all going to cover this shit? Hip-hop, how about this? Cover? How about this, Watson? You and I talked about the Dipset and, um, versus on um, the J.R. Ryder, 40 Cal, Hell Project. That's underground, underground to me. That's 100% underground. That project underground, nobody mentioned it. One person said Beloved on the panel. And then they was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know when niggas say, you know, you know, hold on. And when niggas do that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it just seemed to me like, yeah, we know Styles and Davies. We've interviewed them. But we ain't really listen to their projects that heavy, though. That's what I take from when niggas be doing that shit. You know what I mean? But and to me, I think their go-to card to prove they're being ba- fair and balanced, like Fox News, is when they throw Pusha T's album in there. Like they think by by having Pusha T on that list, like they, this is what I believe they think: having Pusha T and Nipsey on their list gives them cover to put Travis Scott. No, nah, but Nipsey shit was fire though, man. I was no, 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 I, no, I would no, agree no, with Nipsey no, no. no, no, no. But but my point is, they using that is right, 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 right. As a crush. And push the key that now we can say uh, the Migos, Cardi B, Drake, they can just say all kind of other crazy shit. No sense. So, Archie Bunker Award to that rap radar. Your list loses 100,000% credibility when Charlemagne is on your list talking hip hop. Again, self-admitted. Yeah, my barber keeps telling me about them. Your barber, yo, no, you, yo shout out, shout out to your barber though, um, Charlemagne. I would say that. Shout out to your barber, man. But you, my nigga, it's crazy when your barber gotta put you on this shit and you supposed to be on radio. That's a little wild for me, though, son. That's a little wild to me. It's your job to listen to music, is it not? Regardless <laughs> if it's mainstream, is it not your job? If I had your job, that's all I would do. I would, that's all I would do. Also, listen to music. Um. What do you think about Kanye and Drake, man? I think that it is an embarrassment to hip-hop. I think when Kanye went up there and was like, sicko mode was dissing me, 
Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> there have been plenty of hip hop songs. Hip hop songs have had sub. You got beef with Jimmy Nigga. Nigga, Hove, say my name. Nigga, Hove is the biggest subliminal rap of all time. And we were talking to LL when he said that on that shot song. <laughs> when he said, I beef with Jimmy Nigga, say my name. You shot? He was using double entendre. Yes, yeah, come on, man. Wait a minute. Let me give you a sub. I only gave you the title so I could shoot it off Take your Take it off your fucking head. head. You the fuck I said. And mm-hmm. Hove responded, a wise man told me never argue with fools, so don't fuck up that, yep. she, that she will fall on you. He went back at DMX subliminally. Rappers been going at each other. Sound like facts to me. Forever. Forever. And for... No, but you know what? But, 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 hold on. To be fair to Conway, I'm not gonna be his lawyer for a minute, but he's probably like, okay, I had what you and you and Watson the same three, but it's one thing to do subliminals, but it's one thing for a nigga and I who work together and do music together, who live in the same neighborhood in Calabasas and all this other fuck shit, to do subliminals against me. I guess that's I guess on that's where, song, where he's coming four, from. On the song four three two one, did LL not go at cannabis? The whole time? whole verse, whole verse. His name, and guess what? And let's be real. When cannabis, when cannabis talked about taking the mic from your arm, we all kind of looked like, okay, whose mic you trying to take off the arm, my nigga? Like, you but know what I'm saying? So we know what time it is. That, that was a misinterpretation by El. El was trying to diss him when he said that. He was like, God, that. Like, he was paying homage, man. And El took that as, I got the tattoo of my arm. No, but I can understand why El felt a little weird about that, though, my nigga. That you on my song saying some like I can understand a little bit, a little bit. I understand what you're okay. saying that you took it the wrong way, but I can understand a little bit of LL feeling some type of way about that though. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you another classic subliminal that people may not have known, but you you know when Death Squad was going at it with Mob Deep, mm. they were just throwing crazy shots on how high Redman said you halfway cooked the bad look. I yeah. put some more popcorn. Ask Biggie Smalls who shot you. <laughs> That's a fact. Who's talking about Mark D? I heard that song. Oh, shit, man, it's going ham on these niggas. But so, hey, what? how about how about on fucking um, Mark Deep intro on the forty on on, on the infamous niggas doing all that spaced out shit. You know all that when Prodigy was talking. You know what I'm saying? We knew what he was talking about. Yeah, because when the Keith Murray fucking Tupac Keith Murray and his whole clique, you snuck uh-huh. me from. That bullshit. Like, it was clear these niggas was beefing, but they was throwing the soft shots. And you had to read between the lines. Gotta read between the lines, though, my nigga. Kanye is making a 55 tweet talking about, you sneak this in me in sicko mode. You sneak this in me. I was like, what the fuck are you Pull your skirt down, my nigga. He acting like this is beans or, um, or one of these hard niggas coming at hell rail or back in the day. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas like that coming, street niggas coming at him. Come on, man. It's Drake, my nigga. For you to tweet out Drake is straightening me, I just thought that was hilarious, man. Hilarious. Travis, and I just. Travis, hmm? Travis sent me too. He, he, uh, he threatened me too. Like Kanye, you know what's crazy? Kanye was tweeting like he was a helpless victim trapped in a room. Word. And Drake and Travis Scott was like, run your shit, nigga. And you're like, don't kill me, please. I was like, wow. And then let me tell you what I think he's using as a crutch, and I'm going to be honest. He's using mental health as a crutch to get victims. I agree. I agree. I'm a mental health victim, and, and you're doing this to me. I will never hurt somebody. Oh, what the fuck? Yo, my I man, I do like not like these Kanye moves, man. I agree, my nigga. Um... Thoughts on Ebro, Kodak Black situation, and in the Breakfast Club. <laughs> I love what the Breakfast Club did, my nigga. I'm going to keep it real. Oh, wearing the ski mask and all that. Like, I, I did like that. I thought that was, that was a brilliant move on, on everybody's part to to um to go that route. Your thoughts? I really, really liked that you had to talk to Ebro's soul, and, and it's needed. Like, people need to know that that move he pulled, a thing you said called that, he wanted to fight from rip, from jump. You could look mm-hmm. in his face. You could see that he wanted to antagonize Kodak Black. And you could see, you don't like me asking these questions. You're looking like you're uncomfortable. Like he wanted smoke. He yeah, he wanted smoke. smoke. He wanted smoke. Yeah. He got a backlash. Because like you said, he did not realize how Kodak Black is in these streets, how the youth, how he's, he's the youth. 
to the streets. They love him. And you were saying that you were breaking down how much you love in Florida. Yo, my man, I went to work. And George was like, yo, my man, you heard testimony? I said, what the fuck is testimony? That's that Kodak's leg. What you talking about? I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck right. you talking about? Like, young people fuck with Kodak. And because um, Ebro has made it very clear, he does not fuck with the youth in hip-hop at all. If you're in your 20s and you're doing hip-hop music, Ebro hates you. And he can try to spin it any way he wants. He does not respect young people. When he interviews B-Dot, he just dissed B-Dot. He makes it very clear. I don't respect people under 30. He said it. I don't respect mm-hmm. nobody under 30 with nothing. So I think, it was, I think he was dead wrong for the way he went at Kodak. Open case and all that. Oh, I never asked him about the case. I never, but I had to talk about sexual assault. I have to. My man, if you're going to do a litmus test, most of the most famous rappers are ex-convicts, have yeah. felonies, have yeah. open cases, have drug cases. If that is your, if, if this is the ball we're doing now, then every time you ask about you go to Hope. JJ, I'm glad to have you up here, man. But, yo, I mean, you stabbed somebody, man. You were selling drugs to your family members, man. Like, I, I don't believe in that. Like, it, it just, that's the ball we said. My nigga, and not for nothing, niggas are going to say, when, you, if you ever interview Fab, are you going to have that same type of energy also with, with a nigga like Fab? Mm-hmm. Yo, you know everybody's gonna come with this. Yeah, like everybody's waiting for this, and now he's at a situation where he's gonna have to I do that. Believe, I believe what he's gonna do is he's gonna say, "Fab, I have to ask you this." He's gonna yep. replan and try to do it in a way where Fab is comfortable and allows him how to do it. Because I know for a fact Fab ain't gonna be up there, and he's just gonna just just talk about it like that. I know that, and everybody calls him out on that. He was like, "Yo, Fab ain't do no interviews, so you can't say that." Yeah, I ain't like I ain't like that Kodak Black situation at all, man. I ain't like that at all. I ain't like that at all. Because just think about it. Mad rappers have like my man. Every time you interview DMX, what can you talk to him about? Yeah, yeah. His whole his whole life has always been like the people say, "Yo, DMX, man, yo, why are you being sued for uh, child support with some some woman upstate New York? Like, what happened with that?" Mm. He gonna look at you like you crazy. That's a fact, man. That's what it is, man. Watson, take us home, man. PSA Hip Hop, the home of Francis M to the H phenomenal. Gun rest under the belt by the abdominal. <laughs> That's what it is, man. It's your boy, Three and Watson, man. Fuck with your niggas, man. PSA motherfucking hip hop, man. What? <laughs>